like to welcome everybody to the second episode of You Believe What? We're gathered here again today in this fine establishment to discuss the topics that we find burning in our hearts. And more importantly, stuff that we don't hear the other people talking about. So we're going to put it out there. We want to hear what y'all got to say. For any questions, comments, please remember to email us at youbelievewhatpod at gmail.com. We really like to hear from you. We've enjoyed it so far. I am Chris Allen. And to my left is Tyler. So, this week I, there's something else that we were all thinking about and was was kind of linked up to current political climate as it has been. Um, so for me, and I just I guess I'll run over this one because I don't think it's a change in my mind. I'm glad that that Biden won. He wasn't my first choice. There's been some news outlets kind of saying, hey, we're not hearing enough from him. I'm like, no, I'm good. I am good not hearing from him every day. Like, I was so tired of hearing him Trump every single day. It's not working. But um, it's, yeah, it's just one of the things that the current political climate has changed me up. So I'm kind of wondering what y'all's viewpoint is. So, I mean, I'll ask the question because I'm going to give some of the not stupid reasons for the political system and the the workings of our elections that took place in Biden. So, like, when you said that the climate changed, that the political system was just moving on, like, aside from That could be a whole other podcast there, how the government handles, you know, handles the right versus specifically Black Lives Matter and the government of, of the Muhammad and Obama era or anybody else for that matter. But you know, we get into that some other time. But um, I think one of the other things that I think about when it comes to that is the repeated everything that we have as a constitution and way that we have elections and democracy become busted out right now that they were never meant to have because of this. And it just it's it, it's disheartening. It's really disheartening. Because what they're saying and doing is saying, well instead of getting better candidates or trying to meet the people where we are Like I said, it's just people moving on. It's kind of depressing. Yeah. So what do y'all think? Like, is there anything else that y'all have seen that you think is worth talking about? Hmm. You talking about uh, 
like seeing some normal people, which is yeah. great because that's what that's what it's yeah. Um, I would like to see a second season of this type of show. Yeah, um, it's not just about exposing people who are stupid and leaders, <laughs> but it's about you know do you get do you genuinely care about the people that you um, focus on and you know keep your focus on them. Yeah, the situation. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that because I'm like, you're not really for the people. You only try to satisfy. You only try to satisfy a small group of people based on population, and it's like, <laughs> you expect us to continue to vote you in year after year after year. Why don't we just talk about what we want? Be honest. Um, and honestly, a, a lot of changes needs to be done um, in regards to accountability. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Accountability is key because that really keeps politicians in check. And if you really want to do it, you have to be accountable. Um, I think that's what especially if they get into the situation that they're going to be in. Yo, don't get me started because one of the things that I have been saying for years now is that if you change those those salaries from what was the average one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars a year, you take that down to sixty. Let me see how long someone's going to want to sit and stay in that job and do it because they love it. Let me see if you really want to make a difference versus you know, people that are just like, yeah, I don't want to pay anymore. I don't want to pay anymore. <laughs> I need that new Lambo. Right. You, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, you do that, I think so many things should change on an average on their own, right? Like, if anybody that's not cut out for it, they're not going to stick around. Chris, what you, what, what you over there thinking about? You over there? <laughs> no, because y'all talking about salary, so I was like, well, what's, what's the senator make? One hundred seventy-four thousand. Yeah, that's average. That's that's average. Some make a little bit more than that. Some well, make a little bit less than that. Salary. But that's the salary. That's the side deals. You know what right. I'm mean? saying? Right. Right. You think about we the side deals. That. You think about, um, and then every year they get to vote on if they get a raise. Who's gonna vote? Your boss comes to you and says, "Yo, yo, I, you want to get a raise? You raise Who's gonna say no?" <laughs> Showed the holes in all the systems. Yeah. 
feel like when protesting, you know, can kind of emphasize your work in some ways. <laughs> you notice a lot of companies started to change their policies. They started to have these corporate uh, these statements, Black Lives Matter. Right. <laughs> Honestly, a lot of that is that's nice, but I think what really got their attention was the protests. Message. Oh, please. Okay, so if you, yeah. if you kind of add those, kind of add those methods to, you know, what I was talking about capability within the policy, I think it's going to be a lot better. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it, what y'all are saying sounds really nice, but at its core, political system is always going to have flaws. It's a system of people. Flawed, so I'll get. So where can, how can we sit up there and say that? Well, it's the money. Well, it's always been about the power and being able to set the tone. I mean, if you really think about it, the only reason we have senators and Congress and the president is because they weren't happy with the way they were getting ruled by somebody else. So then they decided that they were going to set off and do their own thing. And not only now are we trying to get to the point where they treat us equally, where you want to talk about the, uh, the Black Lives Matter, the protest issue, the protest against police brutality. I loved it when Nike came out and said, we stand. But Nike's the same people that cut Tiger Woods off the minute he was in an accident. They're the same people who, who dropped Colin Kaepernick for a while. I ain't seen Colin Kaepernick for four years, and all of a sudden he matter again. I mean, so it, it, while... Because I think it goes to what you're saying, though, about the bottom line, getting, being able to address the bottom line issue. Mm -hmm. And as long as cash is good, people will say what they want to say. I mean, let's be honest. This is the United States of America. Every 30 years, we have a race fight, right? We had Watts in the 60s. We had L.A. in the 90s. 2020, we had all over. So, it's, it, it, and everything changes for two years. Everything is different for sure short amount of time because everybody makes it important for a while. Now where I have hope that I didn't have in the 90s of last year it's been simply because of who's involved and you know quite frankly the further and further we get away from the 1850s the more and more watered down the food gets and there's a whole lot of more people who count as black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. It changes perspective. I mean, you know, one of the things that I was looking up when you was, while y'all were talking was that, you know, so we just had a presidential election. I think everybody in this everybody in this room, I believe, pretty much didn't like Donald Trump. I think that's yeah. a fair statement, right? Yeah. Yet 75 million Americans did. Just think about that. Joe Biden didn't win a landslide. He won... 10 million votes. Because the way the system is set up, the electoral colleges and everything, okay, yeah, he got 302 electoral college votes. Barack Obama had 306. George, uh, George Bush, if I remember correctly, had 312. So, everything Donald Trump has done. <laughs> and yet, because I believe that what we always have to, at some point, we got to get back to is that we're never having honest discussions that racism is alive. And because we have to be politically correct, because the bottom line is so important.
because my bottom line is important. I can't tell you that I believe that all black men do because there's enough of you now because the bottom line is important. I can't say all white men are because the bottom line is important. I got to keep an eye on it instead of being able to say, okay, I didn't realize that all black men weren't athletic. I did not. I mean, everyone of them I knew growing up played ball. <laughs> I didn't realize that all white men weren't great at math. I didn't realize all. Oh Lord, I didn't realize all Jewish men weren't great with money. Because the oh yeah, I told y'all I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> no, because no, I'm just saying is that when you think about how things are are are, are presented to us through years. What is always presented through media, through entertainment, through what we see, even the stuff that we ascribe to in our own culture is the stereotype and not the reality. All of us talk about change. We want to be successful. But if I were to ask you who do you consider more successful, James Evans or George Jeffrey? When I think about what they both had to do, they were both successful. But now we got to get into the steps. Well, this one was more successful because he moved out of the ghetto. Think about how hard it is to raise your family in the ghetto and have two sons, neither one of them in jail. Have a daughter who's not a teenage statistic. Tell me that ain't it. Tell me that ain't successful. But no, what are we going to strive for? We all trying to strive to be huggy Man, that's a lot of old TV references for y'all. I'm sorry. Let me, let me try to. I just ain't watched TV in 10 years or so, so I can't give y'all a lot of recent stuff. Anyway. So, so give me, I heard of Power. Whatever the, what's the dude on Power? I don't even watch Power myself. Come on, I know one of y'all know. But, yeah. I mean, everybody want to be, oh, go. Everybody want to be go. Nobody wants to be the CEO of an actual Fortune 500. The bad part is, most drug dealers I know, if they spent half their time working a job like they work in a corner, they would be CEOs of five, Fortune 500 companies. They're smart. I'm just, I'm, 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 just, just, it's not what's represented. And in the political system, in this current political climate, what you see is people playing the stereotypes. Let's be honest. Hillary Clinton ran for president four years ago. At some point, I'm going to say this, and this is the part that's going to be the trouble with some people. She should be real depressed. She lost to a racist and a black man. Now, let's be honest. She was more qualified than both. Well, <laughs> definitely more qualified. Barack yeah, Obama was a shot. Yeah, Barack Obama was a shot at hope, a shot at an outside, and he caught lightning in the bottle. And now I don't want to say that as if to say he didn't work hard to kind of pull things together, but you know I think he he had a perfect strategy for a perfect time. He was the perfect man. But let's be honest. If we were to sit there and say we're going to list the resumes of both, pick one. You would pick one. Secretary of State, former first lady. All that, all the stuff that she's been around for all these years, but she couldn't get elected. Why? Because at the 
people who don't like the idea or the concept of what they see as a female president. I mean, what I mean with this, I, I, I think that there's, there's the political, I think the part of the reason we're seeing the political climate we're seeing today is goes back to all of a sudden the, the people who were telling the story are changing. Yet the people who are in charge aren't. So we're getting a whole lot more of the perspective of the young person who just posting a story on their Instagram or they, they can put it on their social media. But the, still, the person that they have to deal with is the dude that's been established in that position for a while. I mean, police chiefs ain't new. These are, the, the, these are people who have been through and seasoned and put in a place. And they've been put in this place no matter what their belief has been, has been before that, and that's never been changed. So I just wanted to pull up some Chris is dead on. So check this out. So Robert C. Byrd, he's been in Congress 51 years. Daniel K. Enos, 49 years. Strom Thurmond, 47 years. Because he did. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But look at how much. Right. But look, yeah. So, yeah, so if you go to the United States Senate, they have a list of longings, longest mm-hmm. serving senators. And it's insane. 40 years. Just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Um, top 25 entries at the bottom is 35 years. Yep. Has any of us had a job that you could have for 35, 35 years, years, 40 years, 50 years, 51 years? Are you kidding me? Have you done live for people before? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, and, and, and get promoted right. for life. <laughs> so, um, yeah, ab- absolutely. Absolutely. And just to circle back around, like, I still feel very strongly like you should just find. I just don't know how you do it. I have no idea how you do it. But I still want to know how you could do it. Like, what would be some things you could do? Because he's been in Congress a long time. That was just the same. He's been there longer than 10 years longer than I've been born. Yeah. 10 years longer than I've been born. That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, it's. People aren't going to put a system into place that's going to replace them. But the times have changed. But what hasn't changed is the reason why certain people vote and certain people don't. Anybody remember the Chris Rock movie uh, where he ran for president? Yeah, yeah I remember that. I remember Y'all remember that movie? I don't remember the name of it. I love that movie. Because they had to go through this. They go through this whole thing. Though. <laughs> I did that last. I know what you're you know where I'm going. <laughs> I know where you're going. So they and go. Filled up the whole <laughs> so they go. So the political uh, party that he 
they go through the, this whole thing, the political process, the debate, the whole nine, then all of a sudden election day hits. And then the, the news was reporting the early cycles of voting. And it's, uh, I think they said it was like 5 o'clock on the East Coast. And they put out this big thing about how he's winning all these states on the East Coast. And how, to, and how so they're trying to figure out how to get up the chain. So when they run this story, they air it in California. And all of a sudden, they show all these white people running out of their house to run to the polls, running to the <laughs> It is hilarious. <laughs> but the reason why I like that movie, and there's another one that uh, Eddie Murphy did a long time ago, Distinguished Gentleman, it kind of touched on this, is that the political system is put in place by people, and all that they're doing is milking the system without making change, without being effective, because I don't have to. All I have to do is get people to believe that I might be able to make a difference. Because at the end of the day, when I, when I don't do it, I can say, look, you see all these people voting against me. It's just hard to get bills to pass. Oh, my God. Oh. Right, that's why I find it funny. Because if you go back to Donald Trump's first election, he ran and told everybody how Barack Obama didn't do anything for eight years. He sat there. He didn't do anything. And all these Republicans talking about, he ain't do nothing. He ain't do nothing. Yet no one wants to talk about the day he was elected, the majority Senate leader, who was a Republican, got on national TV and said, we're going to make sure he fails. Yep. <laughs> he did say that. He did say he said, that. I don't care what he do. We're going to make sure he fails. But it's okay. We'll just let go because you know what? What's he, what's he really going to do? He's a senator. Well, the power is. That's why they there for 50 years. Mm-hmm. That's why they there for 40 years. Think about it. And then they, you, they, you run it, look at this crossover thing they call Congress, where it's like, oh, but they only serve a two-year term. This last election, no, and now that, you know, I'm thinking about this. This last election, the, I, David Price was on the ballot from North Carolina. My fir- the first election I voted in, I voted for David Price. Wow. I voted wow. when I, I voted the year I turned 19. Wow. I am 47 years old. <laughs> Let's think about this. This and he hasn't moved up. He hasn't tried to run for Senate. He hasn't tried to do all this stuff. He has been in Congress since I was a teenager. I was almost the same age as my daughter. The first time I voted for him. <laughs> Yet wow. he's still there. So when you look at stuff like police brutality, you say, well, how come things haven't changed? Same people still in power. Why would it change? When you look at stuff like, you know, uh, uh, and I've gone back and forth on this in my life. I was, uh, you know, whether or not uh, a felon can vote. I have, that is one that I have struggled with my entire life, just that concept. But as long as that rule's there, that keeps a whole lot of people from voting. And I don't know, maybe it's just me. And it seems like there's a whole lot more felons that look like me that get out. <laughs> and then in Florida, there's uh, they got fees on top of that. So even if you get out, you have to pay, you know, two, three, four thousand dollars, like just to be able to. Wow. So, yeah. So when you're incarcerated, you keep compounding. Yeah. You get out. You get out. It's hard to even get. 
So, I mean, how are you going to pay that B4000? And plus, if you're in that kind of a situation, why would you be paying the B4000? Me. 
<laughs> I'm the heathen at the table. Um, so I'm going to say that, like, say for this example that, like, right, you look at Netflix and how, how hypothetical and how somebody could really get something. You look at, um, there's just so many So, I agree so wholeheartedly yeah. with that. I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying that race isn't a factor. What I'm saying is that, in my opinion, I don't believe race is the is driver. The is the factor. That's right. I, I believe that in I economics and race race plays a definite role in that. And I think if you look at it, it's different. It's different depending on where you are. But I think it's the same way it comes to racism. Mm-hmm. It's like I told my wife when I first came back to North Carolina, I lived in California for four years. I experienced racism in California. The difference is in California, they weren't polite enough to call me a nigga to my face. They did it. They do it behind my back and in text and in email. Well, it won't text. I'm bad like that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was in letters. <laughs> Telegram. <laughs> Don't play. My, my Skytail was on point. Don't play. <laughs> but no, but I mean, but the thing was that you hear the backroom locker the back of the locker room conversations, but they wouldn't say it to my face. When I came home to North Carolina, the st- those people who wanted to call me a nigger would call me a nigger to my face. <laughs> and it, as bad as it sounds, because I grew up in North Carolina, I appreciate that. At least I know where you stand. That, that's true. You know, and that's funny because I, when I got older, I got older. Started apologizing for the people that like that I was mad at, and I was just like, "Man, <laughs> but I like I'm calm in the situation. I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna do you, but I'm just not gonna lie to you. Blah 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 blah." Um, the rest of the family was cool. Like my mom was cool, my brother was cool, and my sisters were cool. Like everybody was no problem. Like they were just like, you know, so yeah. I, over the years, I've had tons of experiences, but when I got older. I'd rather it be the way that it was almost, with them just outwardly being straight up, versus racist infraction. <laughs> I can't quite go, but bring a little bit. I, I like you want another piece of fried chicken. Got some water in the back, damn boy. You know, you mean like it's in it. Four seven, like and then you know head on the switch. 
know what I mean? Like, I can mm-hmm. pick an undercover police car yeah. out of the lineup, yeah. out of any car, and you know what? You do it eating they french fries, driving down the road. <laughs> <laughs> they can think they as slick as they want to be. I'm like, mm-mm. Gotcha. Well, okay. And then when they come out with something new, like they had a Mustang or something the other day, and I posted on Facebook, I was like, they trying to recruit y'all with Mustangs back home. That's yeah. the new that there is. Um, but yeah, when you get older, yeah, when you get older, I love that analogy. We're going to go with because I think that we all understand that. Yeah. How do we how, how can we explain that to people? Because I know when it comes to me, I know the places I, I can't say I wish I could say I know the places I could go and it's not run, but that's generally the police. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's true. It's but, everywhere. But it's like understand the the pressures and thought processes when you leave your house, you know, and and, and having to deal with okay, when I get up to go to work, it should be really simple. When I get up to go get a get a meal, I shouldn't have to do math. Other than <laughs> this is this meal costs nineteen dollars, this is a twenty, I get a dollar back. That should be the extent. But trying to figure out the percentages of what are my chances of not making it home. Ready for something to go off, but at the same time, I don't log 
so um, we're, we're, we're just choosing not to uh, file. And you know, it's Georgia, yeah. South Carolina, Georgia, South Carolina, Georgia, some of the BLM, they get you. And so I wasn't speeding or anything. I was turning my, put my signal on to go around cars, get pulled over, get pulled out of the car, and then ask, like, you know, where am I going? What am I doing? So he puts me on the back of the car, my hands on the back of the trunk, backup shows up. Keep an eye on me, and so he goes and questions the, my my coworker. My coworker is a little bit of a smart ass, just just a little. I was like, "Oh, this is going on. Home. This is not. You be honest. Don't be playing." <laughs> and uh, so, anyway, long story short, so he questions him, searches the back of the car. We show him all our equipment. We showed our work shirts. Like we we finished up. We were just going back home, and we were on the side of the road for about an hour. And so when I get back to work, my boss is like, well, why didn't why let them search the car? What, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to get home in one piece. I'm just trying to get home alive. And he's like, well, that's, that's disgusting. You know, that's a disgusting thought. You know, I'm going to search your car. I'm like, trust. Yeah. Yeah, my <laughs> boss said that. And it, like, he, black male, sorry. But, he, yeah, he didn't understand. It's like, so I'm trying to read this cop the whole time. I'm trying to see if what kind of mood is I in. Can I just joke with him a little bit? Can I, what did, you know, don't make no sudden moves. You know what I mean? Like when he asked me to get out of the car, I was like, okay, that's fine. I got it. He pulled me out of the car. I was like, I got to go. And my coworker at the time, also white, he goes, he had that speech with him. I'm talking about, I love my friend. Like, I've, this is, I've heard stories of this young man, but I've never seen him. He don't need to do nothing. All we did is pass the officer that's sitting, and it, it was probably five miles back by the time he came to come get us. I mean, I had got even saw him. He somehow saw us and came after us. But uh, yeah, it, yeah, my coworkers like, dude, I just was like, that's insane. I had no idea that this dog was that dangerous. Like, he was here this time. Cops would go out the way. Like he went, he went out of his way to come sing, sing, uh, single me out. feel the need to say this, like I told, like most of y'all know, my, my mother's a retired police officer, my father is a retired prison guard, so uh, there are a whole lot of good cops, I'm couching what I'm saying because I'm, I know what the next statement is going to kind of contradict that statement, there are a whole <laughs> lot of good cops, um, that's true, and, and there are a whole lot of people who have, who, who care, all they really care about is to protect and serve, they really mean that. But unfortunately, if they're not policing the bad cops, I can't give them credit for being good cops. They have that job to do. So, I, but there are a whole lot of people who who, who really feel strongly about what they do when they, they they're not just out there trying to be racist or sexist or any of the other ish. There's a lot of ish now. You gotta be careful. I don't <laughs> leave none of no ish out. That's um, right. I mean, so, but that's, I mean, you know, we all know DWB is a serious offense. I've been driving while black, before the overdrive while black for years. And especially in certain areas, you know it's more likely. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. But, you know, and, and this, I said this before, I, I got a cross-eyed look from my boy Mike over there. Because we're having kind of a conversation like this one day, sitting in a restaurant. 
And I told him, and I said, I thank God for coronavirus. Because if it wasn't for coronavirus, George Floyd would have been watching this tape. If it wasn't for coronavirus, Breonna Taylor would have been watching this tape. Because it would have just been hit what that every, the next thing was in the news cycle. But because everything was stopped, everybody, there was nowhere to go. There was, there was, all these things happen, and it's like, it, it, you know, I hate to tell people, it's, it's not like it's the first time it happened. It ain't like it was the first time it got to the I mean, let's think about it. That boy, uh, what's his name, Zimmerman in Florida, writing books, doing tours, doing all kinds of stuff. That was the same with the kid in St. Bob Bay? And, it's, it, and everybody said, okay. But now, there, COVID-19 caused the country to stop. And then you were forced to watch it. And then we would go back to the one you were talking about earlier when the younger people who are, have, who, have, who are starting to realize their voice, which I want to find a way to keep pushing, yet at the same time we realize that, you know, old powers ain't going nowhere, so you just got to gotta hold. You'll have it one day. <laughs> one day they're going to die. <laughs> and you I mean, you didn't have to put it like that. Like, I, mean, I just did. Yeah. Like, like I told you all about 20 minutes ago, I already realized I'm going to get in trouble for this episode, so I get in a little bit. <laughs> but I mean, but that's, that's, that's the thing that, you know, so you want, you want to, you know, get them passionate to where they're whole, because that's where, I mean, you know, that's where the change will come. I remember listening to my grandma cry the night Barack Obama was elected. I never thought she would ever see that. And then I also remember her telling me, I remember her telling me two days later, you know this don't mean change is coming. It just means we've elected a black president. And it's funny, because everybody said how we elected a black president, his mama white. (laughs) 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 I mean, you know, think about it. I've never heard Barack Obama described as a white man. No one's ever said, boy, that white dude from... Kansas. That's a whole other podcast <laughs> right there. I, I feel like He's from what I <laughs> somebody, somebody, please email us. Say Brock Obama's white. No.
Yeah. Yeah. Another episode sometime. You don't know how much trouble I can get in between the last eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we got about eight minutes left, we can talk about something else that's related to that. That bugs me. Compromise. Which is bad for both parties. Mm-hmm. Both parties. Always a little bit of contention, but as soon as Barack hit, it, it was like a wall had to come down. And I don't understand why it turned into such a bad thing. Because the thing that aggravates me is that everything we do in life as Americans is taking place in real life. Laws, jobs, education. Where am I going to be today? <laughs> <laughs>
blame any one party is to absolve the other, and you can't do that. Right. Ooh, I used absolve in a sentence. Bonus points. where some of the sin has to come from. Special area, but he's taking her work and he's saying, Man, we have this apartment without paying attention suit on it. And I'm just like, He was just trying to, to take care of his wife and not let her get out of the car in the pouring rain. <laughs> not just throw it away. No, she picked him up. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. It's it's trans. It was transportation safety, um, and it's I get it. It's a safety thing. You you know you're with your baby girl. Plus, it's in the rain. I get it. It's a safety thing. But I'm like, come on. He, when he wasn't trying to do it to to just break the laws and be, you know, a jerk in a sense. Like, hey, literally dropping my wife off at work so that she would not be. How would you, like, would you drop Joy off in the foreign land just because your boss said, no, I can't drop you off in the, in the shelter? Well, you I mean, like, how would you feel about it? That? I, like, this is going to be hard because I'm trying to, I'm going to get see if I can get this in in a minute. Watch and learn. All right. <laughs> so, I understand your point. And while, you know, they're using that example, the, I was with you until you said it's a safety thing. Mm-hmm. Because the safety of all out to me, Trump's the convenience of the people. And that's just, I, 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 I'm an old gun dude, I was a Marine, that's just kind of, that's how yeah, I, 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 I say things. I and so I, I, now I, we, I find another way to keep dry. I mean, if I have to, I get out the car, I park the car somewhere else, get out the car, hold the umbrella until I can get her out. I mean, you know, there's other, I mean, I, there's options, and I just have to make sure that I've exhausted those options. That's correct. But, I, you know, I, um, I can understand your point. I think that, you know, sometimes we do try to get, we try to eliminate the gray. And some things are in gray. I do believe some things are black and white. It's getting to where we can have enough of a conversation so where we can realize that this is just all in that color blue is gray. This is just all in that color blue is gray. Let's deal with what, let's deal with this. 
critical thinking. Oh, no critical thinking. That is a great point that we're going to end this show on because we have a minute left. All right, so we'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. Please share, like, send this around. Let your people know that there's four crazy dudes talking about any and everything, and there's tangents all all the way around. If you have any (laughs) questions, comments, please email us, youbelievewhatpod.com, at at gmail.com, and we'll holler at y'all next week. Peace.